that's how I gravitated towards YouTube because I realized that I had kind of a Liam Nielsen, uh, a very particular set of skills. Welcome to the Million Dollar Landscaper Podcast. We're your hosts, Scott and Katie Mulchan, and we make it easy to start working on, not just in your landscaping business. We're a real couple that helped grow our family business to well over a million dollars in revenue. And now we help other landscaping business owners just like you to do the same. Are you ready to build your business? Let's get started. Welcome back today. We are so excited to have on a very special guest. Now, if you've ever watched YouTube or looked into anything landscaping or more specifically landscape design related, you have not missed this guy. He is everywhere. He is Bobby Kroll of Bobby K Designs. He's a professional landscape designer and installer, and he has tons of videos out on tips and tricks on landscape design. And if you have not subscribed to his channel, you need to check him out. Welcome, Bobby. Thanks for being on the show. Wow. Uh, you make me sound awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here, and I cannot wait to uh, dive deeper into this and help anybody who's listening on the other end. Let's rock. Oh, yeah. It's going to be an awesome show. Bobby is here today to actually kind of talk a little bit about being on YouTube. He is a YouTube sensation, I'd say. He's he's all over if you really look at his channel and stuff. Bobby, you mind sharing your story a little bit about your, you know, your history and then how you kind of got started into YouTube? Yeah, absolutely. I I want to try my best to keep this concise because I have, a, I have a little bit of a unique background. I started in corporate. I have a finance degree from Mizzou. It was literally office space. Like I'm like, "Oh my gosh, is this life?" I was not made to be indoors. That was not my bread and butter. One of the things I did is kind of a side hustle was landscaping, and, and it almost was designed back then. I just didn't know it, and I would just kind of redo my backyard a couple times a year. It's just how I practiced and had fun, and my friends would pay attention. They're like, you know, you're pretty good at this. Maybe you should look at it. Well, I got laid off from uh, one of my uh, sales jobs, and my black lab bear, who was my buddy back then, I was a single guy in a small house, and that was my buddy. Came over, put his head on my lap, kind of locked eyes, and it was, okay, I'm going to rescue yards, and I'm going to donate to rescue animal shelters. And my first company is called Rescue Landscaping, and that's what I did. And I canvassed neighborhoods with flyers, and I built up a lawn and maintenance company that way. That's and we started with about 15 lawns, grew it up to about 45 by the end of the year, and we doubled the first few years. And that's how I started in. The landscaping side, but quickly I, I got bored. I didn't really enjoy cutting grass. I liked more of the pretty things and building things. And so I got deeper, deeper into hardscape stuff. And then pretty much installed anything you can possibly think of from water features, to chimneys, to patios and walls, you name it. I put my hands on it. I've done it. But that started to get a little stagnant. <laughs> so I really found my calling with the creative side, with designing and putting spaces together and then wanting to pull myself out of the field and be able to provide those templates for contractors as well as people all over. And that's how I gravitated towards YouTube because I realized that I had kind of a Liam Nielsen, uh, a very particular set of skills, <laughs> so, like taking. <laughs> and so I pretty much ran with that. And I took my contractor background, I got my degree from New York in design, and I started giving out tips and tricks to the designs that I create for people all over the country through YouTube. So what I'm doing is I'm talking to a specific avatar in, in most videos, and we can get deeper into that, mm -hmm. but I'll be either talking to a residential homeowner or maybe I'm talking to a contractor in a video. 
And I'm breaking down the design I do to show them kind of a playbook or a template that they can use for their yard or their business to help them. And then giving out tips and tricks to help them with time and money and all that because I've built all this. Mm -hmm. So it's not just a pretty picture. This is how you do this, which is pretty darn valuable. No, that's awesome. I, I, you know, I've looked at some of their videos here in the past and yeah, how you, you start from the beginning, the whole process and just give tips and tricks along the way is awesome. So even if you're, you know, whether you're a homeowner, like you said, or a contractor, there's, there's tips in there for you from, from you. So that's, that's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And I appreciate that. And what, what I'm really trying to do is just, I just want to help people. I just mm-hmm. want to make their life easier. I want them to be able to take the stuff from say Google or Pinterest or whatever it is be able to apply it to their space. And mm-hmm. once you see different videos and different designs, I think you start to see, okay, ooh, I could use that element here in this part of my yard. And, oh, man, I love that. What if we took that and, boom, put it over here? So even if it's not obviously the exact template for your space, you can utilize it and use it, which mm-hmm. is very much good. Yeah, absolutely. So would you say that YouTube has been the biggest factor in your business to, like, really push your business forward? Well, like I said earlier in the conversation, I have a finance degree. And the first mm-hmm. thing to learn in finance is diversification. Mm-hmm. So it's one of my buckets. I've probably got eight or nine buckets that I have to bring in revenue. Mm-hmm. And that could be from networking to building relationships to YouTube to social media posts. There's all kinds of things. But YouTube has been a very big part of my success lately mm-hmm. because what it's doing is it's not only helping those contractors, but it's helping homeowners. And now they're starting to reach out for me um, all over the country. So one week I might hear from somebody in New York and the next week it's someone in, in California and they're coming to my website through the call to action that I'll say in a YouTube video, if you want to dive deeper, come on over, check it out. And I'm happy to help you. And now we're having conversations via Zoom to design for them. And now I'm designing for people all over and we've even implemented a couple projects in different states simply because of YouTube. So it is powerful. That is awesome. That is awesome. Something that's actually something we're looking for in our business is to start doing more YouTube channels. So, um, yeah, yeah we're a little looking forward to it. Well, one thing that I, I want to interject and, and if you're listening out there, of course you're listening, you're on a podcast, <laughs> but here is where I want you to just lean in, become the expert in your market. You don't have to be this like big HGTV personality, which we all secretly, I think, love and want. Who wouldn't want to have that? But if you're that for your local market, you become an expert and you start to be known as someone who thinks a little bit differently, brings something different to the table. And, oh, wow, I'm putting myself out on camera and sharing free information with you. You're going to attract people. You're going to attract the kind of clientele that you want and you want to talk to. It's a very, very powerful thing to to be known. And and, and one of the tips that I can give you with YouTube is is just start. And we can get into mm-hmm. a bunch of tips and, and all that stuff as we get into the conversation. But but just start is is a big one. Absolutely. And that's kind of how we did without minus YouTube, but that's how we did our, our water feature side. Um, just getting out and I just yeah. started talking to people. I started going to different groups and like there's a pond society in our area. I joined that and started talking to people and I would start just giving talks wherever I could on ponds. Um, and that just set us up to be the expert 
in our area for water features. And it's the same thing you're doing. That's awesome. So smart. I mean, yeah. so smart. You're, you're doing exactly what it is. You're doing it in a face-to-face model is what mm-hmm. I'd like to call that. Mm-hmm. Whereas YouTube, you're doing it on almost a national scale mm-hmm. or global scale, yeah. if you really think about it. Because guess who's watching? The entire world is going to YouTube when they want to know how to do something or they're curious about a certain mm-hmm. topic. They go in there and they start looking for experts. They start looking for the tips and tricks to help them with either saving time and money, which is what I try to provide in my videos, or on how to do something. Like, give me the step-by-step to get to it. How do I build a deck? How do I put in a paper patio? How do I do this? All right? Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. So how do you feel, uh, you know, or do you feel like landscapers can really just start doing this? I know you said just get started doing it, but how would they go absolutely. about doing that? that that's, that's the number one question. If, if you're listening on the other end, I would say start as simple as your phone. Mm-hmm. Start with your phone. You can absolutely make videos off of your iPhone or Android, whatever it is, and you can learn some basic editing software or you can sub that part out. Um, iMovie on a Mac is pretty easy to learn, mm-hmm. and you can chop up that content, and you can make videos around specific questions. That is how I would start with, well, what do I make a video about? Make them around something that seems so silly and elementary to you, but you know what? It's not Mm -hmm. to clientele. It could be something as, say you're in the lawn industry, and how do you aerate and overseed in the fall? You make a video on that, I promise you, there are people looking for that. Mm -hmm. They're absolutely searching for that. And to us, it's like, Oh my gosh, how boring. But you know what? It's not to them because that's what they want to know. It's going to bring them over to you. And then they're going to go deeper down the rabbit hole and maybe watch another video. So maybe your next video will be about something on how to install edging or how to take a shovel and cut a beautiful line for bed to define your bed. That's a very simple thing that all of us landscapers and contractors know how to do, but to a homeowner, it may not. So what it does is it starts to get them in front of your channel, starts to make them aware of you. They start to look forward to it. And then when they've got that project that they really need help with, oh, wait, what about that guy? On you? Oh, let's go check out his website. Mm-hmm. Boom, they're right in front of you now. That's how you start to grow business. It is, and that's, that's a great point. Um, I, I was doing some uh, classes on how to build a pond, and I had some people say, you know, why are you teaching homeowners how to do ponds? Well, when they come into a bind, they call me up and then either get a consultation fee or I'd go out, fix their issue or do their whole pond. And I had a customer, he came, I don't remember, two or three different classes on how to build a pond. And uh, a couple of years went by. He actually called me up, said, Scott, I need you to come finish this pond. And I get out there. He dug this huge. I mean, it was probably like 20 feet by 25 feet or something. It was huge and like six feet deep. It was like, yeah. And you know, it, it was, it was a bit of a mess, but you know, he, I stayed in contact with him and just kept teaching him. And he finally just, he's like, I can't do it anymore here. Come finish it off. And I had a couple of customers that way. And it's the same thing with what you're doing on YouTube. And that, that's awesome. That's it. Well, that's absolutely right. And then, and what else is that? We do. Okay. So you finished up the pond and all of a sudden the area around it might get a little scuffed up and messed mm-hmm. up. As we know, you bring in a skid loader or a dingo mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And he's always thought about, ah, I'd love to sit and actually watch this pond. Mm-hmm. Well, 
maybe you have the conversation of why don't we put in some hardscaping and have mm-hmm. a nice little fire pit. So you've got fire and water, boom, right here. Yep. All of a sudden you just upsell and you're not taking them for a ride or anything. You're just saying, hey, let's let's complete the dream and the vision. Mm-hmm. And that job of maybe 5000 to help him finish whatever the state of the pond may be might have turned into twenty mm-hmm. out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like That's how becoming an expert and putting value out there for people, it comes back tenfold. And if I could share a quick story, I got, sure. a, I got a perfect one. Guy on a, it was a Friday night, and a guy called me. I just put the kids to bed. And he goes, I just watched 20 of your videos. And I'm thinking, why? (laughs) My first thought, like, how bored are you? But I I was flattered by it. I'm like, well, that's great. He goes, I love your style. I love the tips that you're giving out. I've got a big project down here in Augusta, Georgia. I'm in St. Louis, Missouri. And I'd like you to design my backyard. So he sent me a bunch of photos, some specs of the house. And I put together a design after a couple conversations. They loved it. Flew us down there. I sourced all the different places to be able to pull this project off. We landed a $170,000 job that I coordinated through a pandemic, by the way, which isn't very easy to do. And put the guys up in an Airbnb for three weeks, went down there and smoked it. And that was simply all time watching my YouTube videos. So you never know where it's going to lead. No, that is amazing. That is that is huge. It's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. I never would have imagined that. That's huge. So we'll kind of get, step back here. You, I know you said uh, for a camera, you could just use your you know your iPhone or Android phone. Sure. And, um, I know we went way off. Yeah, that's all, that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> um, so we said you know just a simple phone. Do they need like tripod or just have somebody hold it? Like, and is there any other special equipment they need, or can they just just get started sure. basically? So I think that what you're saying about the basic equipment is great. And there are lots of channels out there where if you want to start doing a little bit of homework, you can easily find this stuff. What's the best tripod? What's the thing to hold your phone? What kind of microphone lighting? There are lots of videos out there that can help the viewers. I'm not going to waste their time with that. I want to give them some tips that people don't talk about as much. Um, You absolutely can figure all that stuff out. But here's, here's a really good tip that you need to get into your psyche. Here's two tips. When you're talking into the camera, don't try and reach the world. And what I mean by that is pick out who you're specifically talking to in that video. Are you talking to a homeowner, Mrs. Jones, who you've had a million conversations with? Are you talking to a contractor? Um, are you talking to you know, whoever, right? And then when you're talking... Look directly in that lens. When, you, when you're staring directly at the lens, it projects confidence and assurance that you're an expert, that you know what you're talking about. If you try and reach the whole world, it gets confusing and vague, and clarity is king when it comes to videos and YouTube. So make sure you're spot on with that. Here's another little bonus tip when you're starting to talk. We all want to go into the me, 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 I, I, I. As soon as you can get me and I out of your vocabulary when you're making YouTube videos, you are going to have so much more success. And this is something that's literally taken me well over a year to really hone in on, and I still fight it. Mm -hmm. You want to replace those words with you and we. Mm -hmm. You really should know this before you do X. Or, man, I'm going to give you a tip that is going to save you so much time and money. You see what I'm doing there? That's, that's, it is talking to the person like they are there, and I am going to help you. 
It's not, hey, I just put in this over mm-hmm. here, and man, am I awesome because I can build this. No one cares about you. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I know that got confusing. But no, no, those are great. If you're not providing value for them, they're going to click off there in two seconds. Absolutely. You need to grab them right away and tell them how you are going to help them. State the problem and the solution within 10 seconds of your video. Mm-hmm. It's huge. It's called the hook. Those are awesome Crush points. the hook. Great points. I'm actually noting that down myself. <laughs> well, I, I got plenty more. We, sure. We, sure. I can't wait to share more. But that, that, that is big. If you get that, you are going to have so much success right out of the gate versus somebody who's just stumbling all over the place. Mm-hmm. As soon as you get off yourself and you're out there, I want to help other people, I want to help you, it, it permeates through the camera. They get it. Well, it's kind of like selling too. Like if you're actually out selling a landscape job, you need to focus on them, not what you have done. You know, yes, you need to. One hundred percent. So and and to, to to come off that that's such a great point. And one thing that I love about what you just said, and here's a huge tip, not just with YouTube but with selling, set an intention. Mm-hmm. So you're driving out to your appointment. And you're thinking about, all right, this person wants a routine wall or an outdoor living space or whatever it is. When you pull your truck or vehicle, whatever it is, up there, take just a couple of seconds and set an intention. And not a selfish intention, but an intention of, I am going to be right there with this homeowner. I'm going to listen to them like nobody has ever listened to them before. And I'm going to help them so that by the end of the conversation, they absolutely want me to do not only a design, but they are excited to work with me. We're going to get the numbers together, and we're going to go. You say that to yourself before every appointment, and then you walk up to the door, you're already there with them. Hmm. It, it has helped me tremendously. It's the same thing with the camera. Those are, you got to set yourself up mentally. For absolutely. All this stuff. Absolutely. That's, that's a great tip. Great tip. So do you have any tips for people that you know get nervous on camera? Like, I, I do this. I, I struggle with being on camera. I don't know. i just never been great at her. I get nervous. And do you have any tips on how sure. to kind of overcome that or worry about messing yeah, up? Absolutely. One thing that I do, um, there, there's a couple that I have. One thing I do is I try to just get out of my head and how I'll do that is I will start laughing. I know that sounds absolutely ridiculous, but I'll just kind of chuckle and just go like, Hey man, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Just look in that camera. Let's go. I'm very animated and I'm pretty comfortable in front of the camera. And mm-hmm. I get nervous. Everybody gets nervous. It's okay. So if you do something to kind of change your state right off the bat, you laugh, you do some bicep curls, you do some push up, whatever, mm-hmm. <laughs> take a drink of water, and then just talk like you're talking to whoever that avatar is. That's, that's one thing for sure that will help. The other thing is have grace. It's okay to mess up. It's okay to stumble. The truth is, is if you're so polished and just everything is perfect and you think it's got to be that way, it almost can come off a little phony. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you stub your toe a little bit and, oh, man, I didn't even say that. But you know what I'm saying, guys. Like you're talking to them. That that brings a human element into it. People relate to that. You want to be relatable. You don't want to be a robot who's just like, (laughs) have fun with it. No, Laugh, great. do whatever. That those are those are huge. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Do you have any suggestions on I like? Hope that made sense. No, absolutely. I hope you don't think I just sit behind the camera and just laugh at myself all day. And <laughs> <think> so. <laughs> you have to laugh at yourself. <laughs> <every day. laughs> well, you, actually, I think you 
you kind of had a, one of your last videos, I think it was, you you were drinking coffee or something about, you know, because you just had a baby, which congratulations. Um, yep, thank you. Um, you were messing up like your intro or something. And I thought that was awesome that you just kind of let it go. And let oh, it, I mess up all the time. Yeah. If people knew how much I messed up, they wouldn't be scared to get in front of the camera. <laughs> I fumble all over the place. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I have fun with it. I don't care. Yep. As soon as you also start to realize that you are going to attract whatever tribe it is based on your personality and the content you put out there, don't worry about it. I actually am like looking forward to the point where I get a little bit bigger and I've got trolls. I've got people <laughs> wanting to tear me up and say I suck. Oh, bring it. Uh-huh. I'm so excited about that. Yeah. Like, yeah. You'll that's get cool. Them. You'll get that them. means that people are actually taking the time because they're not happy with themselves or whatever it is mm-hmm. to write you. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, bring it. More comments. It triggers more in the algorithm. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> that's you'll you'll get them eventually. I've had a couple, and it's just you can't take them personally. You just got to laugh at it and move on. <laughs> you don't know who that person is on no. the other end. No, you just don't. And if anybody's taking the time to really, I mean, it, it feels like a Gary Vaynerchuk kind of comment, but there was a lot of truth in a lot of the things that you say. It, it just shake it off, man. Mm-hmm. It does not matter. Nope. It's okay to mess up. It's okay. Your first videos, your first 50 videos are going to be your worst. They just are. But you'll start to get in your lane. You'll start to feel better. I got a quick, I got a quick share. This Mm -hmm. is actually a cool share. I got a buddy who is a chef out of Colorado and you could tell he wasn't very comfortable in front of the camera, but he's a sick, sick human being when it comes to cooking. He can, it's unbelievable the amount of knowledge he has. And he almost gave up, but he kept with it. And he found his platform on TikTok. <laughs> it wasn't quite YouTube, but what he does, he crushes TikTok like 60 seconds. He's got like almost 3 million followers now. Wow. But he almost gave up and he finally had a video hit that went viral, started to get a little confidence. You could tell he was getting confident because his videos got better because he had some success. Sure, that was great, but he kept at it. You know, he didn't, he, he was almost there. But now he's got lots and lots of brands that are coming after him. And what it's doing is that little micro content over on TikTok is bringing people over to his YouTube channel organically. And it's growing like crazy. And he's not even really put stuff on YouTube. So here's another bonus tip for you. When you're making YouTube videos, it does not have to stop there. Guys, pay attention to this one. And gals, take your YouTube videos and chop it up into small pieces and share a piece on Instagram, share a piece on TikTok, share a piece on Facebook. Put it out there on multiple platforms and hustle. Get people to start noticing. And if they want the full enchilada, they want all that content, they'll come over to YouTube. And then from YouTube, you can start to really give them some detailed tips, and then you can bring them to your website. You can bring them to whatever service offering you have. You can become that expert and that person that all of a sudden business starts going a little bit because of this. But you got to do all these little side hustles. Don't let it overwhelm you. Focus on one major thing would be YouTube if you want to do that. But chop it up every now and then. Throw some content out on the other social media platforms. And that will grab a different audience. Absolutely. That's a great point because many people think, and I, I did this too at the beginning, where I'd start making content for YouTube and content for, or not YouTube, I'm sorry, Instagram or another content for Facebook. 
And no, just reuse that content you had or use stuff in the past. Repurpose it. No need to start. Totally. From I mean, who's going to know? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> it's, it's okay. And like I said, just because you feel like, oh, well, I've shared this. They've seen this before. No, they haven't. Mm-hmm. Not everybody has seen your stuff. You're not that important. So it's okay to put it out a couple of times. And all of a sudden, someone's going through their scroll, their, their feed and Facebook, and they stumble across it. And you're talking about a retaining wall. And then all of a sudden, oh, I need a retaining. It, it'll, it'll lead to a job. It's crazy how that works, but it does. Great point. Do you have any suggestions on like how long video should be? Is there a certain time that you found is good? Sure. I think that that pertains to who you are. What's your style? I don't like to do too terribly long of videos. This is something I struggle and fight with like probably most people is I get excited and I get a little long winded and I'd like to make my points a little quicker. I try to keep my videos around four minutes, but according to YouTube and statistics, if you can keep an eight to 10, eight to 11 minute video, that's kind of the sweet spot. And you can keep people engaged. That's awesome. Cause here's how it works. All YouTube cares about is watch time. At the end of the day, that's really what they care about. So if you make a video that's four minutes like me and they watch all four minutes, great. But let's say you made a video that was 12 minutes and they watched half. Let's do the math. That's six minutes of watch time. That video that they only watched half of is actually going to benefit your channel more than the four minutes. Really? So my strategy is a little bit different. I am targeting a certain person and I'm looking to attract people who want designs. Whereas if there's somebody else who's really trying to build a following and a big channel, they probably want to make a little bit longer videos and keep people on there as long as possible and do a great call to action, maybe in the middle and definitely at the end where you say, Hey, if you like this video and you want to learn about this part, I got a great video for that. Click this link and boom, and keep them watching. Go to the next one, go to the next one, go to the next one. I like that. Keep people on there. YouTube loves you. You will go higher up. And they'll trigger that algorithm. And then all of a sudden, they're suggesting your video to other people, and it's bringing a new audience in. That's amazing. I didn't, I didn't really know all that stuff. I didn't realize that like six-minute yeah. video is better than, a, or you know, six-minute watch time is better than a four-minute watch time of a complete video. Oh, that's good to know. It is for YouTube. <laughs> that's crazy. I know we talked a little bit about editing earlier. I know we talked before on the phone. You said you edit most of your videos is that something you suggest people do at the get-go or do you suggest outsourcing it? You know, I'm one of these people who likes to take an owner, not an operator mindset. So let's take accounting in your business. You need to know a little bit about accounting. It doesn't mean you have to be an accountant, mm-hmm. but you need to know enough to have that conversation. So I kind of took the same approach with YouTube. I wanted to learn what my style is and what actually works through trial and error and experimenting. So I did editing for probably my first 80 to 85 videos because I enjoyed it. It was part of the creative process for me. But at the same time, I was like, I don't really want to pay somebody to edit something that could cost two to 300 a video, putting a number out there, when I don't even really know what sticks. So I suggest that you make a decent amount of videos do some light editing. You don't have to go crazy and go all Peter McKinnon on it. He's a big YouTuber who crushes it. But learn your style and, and, and start an iMovie or do it on your phone. And I went deeper down the rabbit hole and I learned Premiere Pro, which is a little more complicated for sure. 
And eventually you'll get to a point where you start to see what sticks and you'll be able to hire somebody to do. As soon as you can hire someone, absolutely great. But not all of us are just rolling in money Mm -hmm. and let alone we don't want just want to spend money to spend money. So I think learning is a great thing. And then you can have conversations with the editor and you'll know how long it truly takes to edit something. So when somebody throws you a price of, well, it's going to be 300 of the video for this many minutes, you'll know how long it really takes to edit, see if they're taking you for a ride. Saving yourself money and gaining a bunch of knowledge in the meantime. Just say on average, you know, and finish edited video of yours, say four minutes. How long do you think you spend editing it? I don't want to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) It's embarrassing. It depends on the type of video. If it's my normal one where I'm breaking down a design for someone, I'm giving out the three tips. It probably takes me like eight hours to edit that video. I'm not kidding. Because the trick is, for me, at least what I've seen creates more value for people is to keep it hoppy and interesting, which means more editing, more pictures, more movement. That's more time behind the camera that you really got to do. If you do more of a vlog style, which a lot of successful YouTubers, especially if you're out in the field, if if you're in the field, listen right here. If you're in the field and you're listening to this, I think a vlog style is a perfect place to start. And the reason being is you can take off some group footage and show people how to do stuff. And it's kind of a seamless flow. You don't have to do a bunch of editing and cutting. And that can be your start. People relate to that. People love that. They love to see the mess ups. They love to see you sweating out there and and busting it and getting excited about, oh, this shovel just does this, whatever. So if if you're out in the field and starting, I think a vlog style is a pretty cool style. Consider Mm -hmm. it. If you don't know what a vlog is, YouTube it. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> you can YouTube anything. <laughs> yeah. You can learn anything. <laughs> now, do you have a suggestion like how, you know, how many times a month or whatever they should post or week or whatever? Or This is a great question. This is the question of questions because consistency is king. It mm-hmm. just is. I am one of these people who I'll put out content and then I get slammed with work. Even though I'm out of the field now, I still get slammed and I get behind because I got lots of designs or something to do. So what I'm getting at is if possible, if you can keep it to one video a week, that is great. Two, even better. That's a lot to ask depending on the amount of editing you do. That's why if you do a vlog style, I think it's super easy to do. Sure, It can happen. I'm not going to say easy. Nothing is easy (laughs) with anything. But that is something that's manageable. And if you're consistent, YouTube rewards consistency. That helps with the algorithm. But if you go out and you put out eight videos in seven days, but then you stop for a month, that's not going to benefit you even more. If you can stay on a consistent schedule, make it something that holds you accountable. Tips Tuesday or Weekend Warriors where you put it out on a Saturday. I'm just spitballing oh, yeah. here. But you know your audience that you've built up is looking forward to that, you'll make sure to do it. Absolutely. That's that's a great tip. Like you said earlier, it doesn't have to be perfect. That's one thing I like about, you know, the style. Like I've watched some people just like a fresh washing guy. It's nothing's edited to blows your perfection. mind, doesn't it? Yeah. Like and someone it, gets a million views yeah. and all they did was cut a lawn. You're like, what the hell? Yeah. I just spent eight hours editing this and I got three hundred views. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. 
like I said, everybody's got a different thing and, and you're attracting a different clientele. Mm-hmm. So don't read too much into that. Great tip. Don't compare yourself to others. You will drown all day long in YouTube if you do that. Be you. Be you. That's it. No, absolutely. Because, you know, there's those bigger guys out there and, you know, the in the landscape business that are crushing on YouTube and it's, you know, but they have people editing or they're editing and spending hours upon hours editing these things. And like I said, just get yeah. started doing the vlog and just get started. Katie and I call it doing it ugly. Just doesn't have to be pretty. Just get it done. Get it out there and get it created. And you can always. I think that's great. And yeah. that's, it all this starts with mindset. Mm-hmm. Set yourself up knowing that perfection doesn't benefit you like you think. Mm-hmm. Let me. I want to ask you a question. This is a great question. You're going to ask me a question. I'm going to ask you one sure. question for sure. Would you rather have a million followers and get a big fat donut hole of revenue, or a hundred and you get ten jobs out of it? Absolutely. And you would think that most people are going to say, obviously, the ten. People are, they're vain and they're, some people just want this big following and that means everything. But I don't know. I, I think I kind of like that. I know your answer. I like that money. I like that money in my bank. So <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That, that's what I would like to say. Another fantastic thing that I want to share with all you guys listening is don't play the comparison game and don't think for a second that if your channel isn't big, that people aren't seeing it and it doesn't matter and Mm -hmm. you can't make money that way. Um, I had, it took me over a year to get over 200 subscribers and I busted my butt. It was very frustrating. It was hard. I was learning, I was enjoying it, but in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, man, is this going to pay? Like Mm -hmm. you play against your mind a lot with this, (laughs) but all it took was that one call from Augusta, Georgia, be like there you go 170k job boom just like that and then all of a sudden it was a trickle effect it started to catch a little fire when the pandemic happened people are at home they're watching the tv they're starting to look around youtube all of a sudden the phone starts ringing i start getting submissions through the website from different states and everything that i had done believing in and creating myself as a local expert started to brand as a national presence and now it's very common for me to get five, six submissions from different states every single week yeah. simply because I, I stuck with it and I believed in it. Mm-hmm. So even though I don't have – my channel, I think I'm around 3,000 subscribers. It's not that big, but I got huge results because mm-hmm. of it. So don't think you have to have all these big numbers. It just it doesn't work that way. That's a great point. And well, when we started this podcast, for example, I think I think our first episode, I think I had 30 listeners. But I just kept at it every week. I was like, we're going to do this. And now it's growing and growing and growing. And, and now we're getting asked to be in other people's podcasts. And it's the same thing what happened to the YouTube channel. And you just have to start something. Amazing. Yeah. And, and congratulations to your success. You guys Thank believed you. in in the process. You believed in each other. And at the end of the day, you were doing it for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. You want to help people. You want to make a difference, right? Yep. So that comes through in the microphone. It's very obvious when someone's listening, they can tell if they're being sold or if they just, or if somebody just wants to help. And that's, that's very much what I'm trying to do with YouTube. Mm -hmm. I remember when I would do a design and it was straight up like rose bushes and boxwoods because that's really (laughs) all I knew. And it's just like, Oh my God, looking back, I'm like, how did I even sell that? (laughs) What I think that anybody listening right now can really get, from, from just checking out 
my channel and I, I'm not trying to sell you here. This is truly like, this is really good is a template, a mm -hmm. guide yep. for different styles, different ways to approach different spaces and bring that to your business. And it will start to separate you from the, the company that all they do is what they did 20 times already that year. They mm -hmm. got the patio, they've got the seating wall with the columns and the fire pit in the middle because they've done it. Yep. They know how to do it. Whereas all of a sudden you start to do something a little different here and there. People start to notice people start to, wow, that looks really amazing. Who did that? Start to get a reputation for someone who thinks outside the box and differently. That's what I try to provide through the YouTube channel is different designs and different ways to look at spaces that will help people versus just the standard that everybody sees. Boring. That's a great tip. You'd actually did a, I think it was, it might've been Instagram where you just talked about like landscape lighting, just how to run the wires and how you ran them through the brick and everything. Just, we all do that every single day yeah. on the job. You could do that too. And just put it out on YouTube. That's <laughs> right. I mean, uh, take something that seems ordinary mm -hmm. and just throw a little bit of your secret sauce in there and mm -hmm. boom, all of a sudden you created kind of a trend mm -hmm. and you've separated yourself from the competition. Get over the fact that if you're worried about, oh, my competitor may see it, who cares? Like people are hiring you for you, not necessarily, you know, what, I mean, somewhat, you have what you do, but they're hiring for you, your personality, your style. What you just said is so true. Mm -hmm. Everybody at the end of the day, we're all different and we're all going to be us. And that's what people are, are truly there for. They give out great tips and this and that, blah, blah, blah. But so are a lot of other people. What they're doing is they're watching you. They like to be part of the journey. They like to learn more about what's the next project or what's this or that. What's he up to now? You start to create almost raving fans mm -hmm. is what I like to call it. That's how I, I treat my customers. I want them to be raving about us at the end of every single project. You're, you're just killing it on YouTube. And I, I just, your videos, the way you style them and, and do them and, and edit them, they're just amazing. I just can't say enough about them. It's, oh, it's great. Thanks, man. <laughs> I, I really appreciate it. It's a lot of work, <laughs> but it's fun. You yeah. know, I have a good time with it. Uh, that's, that's the most important part. If you're not having fun doing it, you're not going to, you're not going to do it well and you're not going to continue on with it. So you have to have a little it's fun. It's so with true. It. Going back to my buddy on TikTok, this is, this is great. Here's another great tip for the audience. If you are not feeling it just because I'm talking up YouTube on this other end, don't do it guys. Mm -hmm. It's not worth it. If you don't like doing it. Maybe maybe go over to Instagram or, or TikTok mm -hmm. or something like that. Maybe that's more of what you like to put out. Mm -hmm. Be you at the end of the day. Not everybody has to be a YouTube channel, YouTube star, or whatever you want to call it. I just know that it can produce results for your business, and that's why I'm sharing this with mm -hmm. you. Most landscapers could, could definitely benefit from doing this and just getting started and just creating something. But you have to take action. You have to take action. It's anything you do in your business. You have to take action and just make it happen. That's right. Sitting on the, uh, this is actually a fun little share. I know I'm probably going over time here. I'll oh no, really you're fine. I take out things that don't serve me. And mm -hmm. this has taken me a very long time to do. And it probably took kids for <laughs> me to really get there because you're selfish by yourself or just with your, your wife, your significant other, you're up in you. Mm -hmm. But when you have kids, it changes things quite a bit. <laughs> so some of the things that I cut out is <laughs> I'm not trying to go completely off script, but Landscaping business is a very hard business and can become a toxic business because it's so hard. The grind, the day-to-day, -day, guys not showing up, getting frustrated, the, the late nights, getting the appointments. 
And I think a lot of people, they'll, they'll try and numb that with things, whether it's, whether it's alcohol, whether it's TV, whether it's the phone, all these different things that start to take you out of truly getting yourself into the game and in action, like you're talking about, start to really look at yourself and assess it and see is spending an hour on Instagram really good for me watching TV good for me, alcohol, whatever it is. Those are some of the things that I get. I got a 180 day challenge for myself right now where I don't watch TV, which sounds ludicrous. I'm sure, but I'm filling that time with, with podcasts and doing more YouTube and this and that, because I, I know my why and I know what I want to achieve and doing those other things takes away from that. It takes away from my overall happiness. At the end of the day, I want every single one of the people listening on the end to not have regrets. So look at yourself and look at what do I really want? Why do I want it? And will YouTube benefit me in my journey to getting that? The ultimate question. If you take away anything from listening to this, if you've stuck around this long and listened to me, 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 me <laughs> take that. No, that that's a great, great point. Like you said, just giving up TV, that frees up so much time. We haven't watched TV and I couldn't even tell you how long. Um, some of our friends actually make fun of us for not even having cable television. They make, you know, we don't, we just don't do it. It's not our thing. I'd rather, rather just spend the time learning things. And it, it's really helped our business. And I, I think that's what you're kind of go for. And I think it's going to help your business tremendously. There's, there's something that I, I like to listen to different podcasts. I like to listen to some mindset podcasts. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I remember hearing on one of the episodes was when this guy said that little voice that says, hey, you know, why don't you just, it's only a little bit. You deserve it. Take a little time. Go scroll around Facebook. When it talks to you and it says, do this or don't do this, you should do the exact opposite. And TV always seemed to be one of those things where I was like tired and I could just sit on the couch or whatever it is. It never got me anywhere. It just pulled me out of the game. And it made me numb. Listen to that little voice and don't give it <laughs> the power. <laughs> All right. Well, before we go, you mind me asking you a few fun questions we have? Yes, sir. Let's do it. What was the worst job you ever had? <laughs> this year? <laughs> Every year, it seems like I have at least one where it's a nightmare client. There's no pleasing or something happened, blah, blah, blah. There was one last year that comes to mind we put a big drainage system in. We put a, a paver patio in off their design that they had done. Problem was the woman had nothing better to do with her time. Stared at the window all day. She would literally go out there and stop my crew on a daily basis to waste their time. And a three-week job ended up taking two months because oh. of this woman. I could not oh. get her to stop doing it. And here's how what I did one day. I distracted her. I showed up, which is not my job, got a lawn chair and sat in it until she came out. And then I would go over and grab her and talk to her. So the guys could keep working. That's how bad <laughs> Holy cow. That was not a fun job. It doesn't sound like it. <laughs> it's a lot of time to be wasting. <laughs> oh, God. I, I don't even. Yeah, rearview mirror on that one for sure. <laughs> All right. Got another one for you. What is the funniest thing you've seen a kid do? I know you have a couple kids, so. A kid? Yeah. Oh, God. Jeez. <laughs> uh, this is actually hard because it, all that comes to mind is all the things that my daughter is doing that are driving me nuts. Uh, <laughs> she's two, and she is exactly what you would think a two-year-old is. Mm-hmm. And the worst part is is she did not take after my wife. 
she's like me as a girl. And I knew karma was going to come back <laughs> and it came back hard. And Oh my God, she drives me up the wall. I love her to death, but anything I say, it's the opposite. So just, just run with that in your mind, whatever <laughs> you you're go. thinking, it's that. There you go. All right, Bobby. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show today. It's been amazing time. Do you have anything you'd like to share? Anything you'd like to add? Well, I, I appreciate the time. It, it was really fun talking to you. Uh, to the audience, I hope you guys got some great tips out of this. And if you do want to learn more, dive deeper, I'm happy to help you. Hmm. You can go to my website, which is bobby's, the letter K, designs.com, and you'll find my email there. Feel free to shoot me an email if um, any kind of questions on a project or a design or YouTube, I'm happy to help. And if you want to go deeper deeper down that rabbit hole, go check out the YouTube channel. It's Bobby the Letter K Designs, and you'll see a bunch of the videos and designs. And I, I hope that I provide value and help you. No, absolutely. If you haven't if you haven't headed over to Bobby's channel, pause this podcast now. Head over there, hit subscribe. You you won't regret it. Um, one thing, last thing, I was going to ask you. Um, do you do landscape designs for contractors too? Like could a contractor reach out to you and have you do a design? I absolutely do. Okay. It's something that I've done a lot of this year. Okay. Um, what's fun is I'm kind of on the back end, the, the client and they don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm, I'm essentially a resource for contractors where if their designers on staff are too busy or they don't want to do it, I can absolutely help them and help them land jobs. When I put a design together, you're going to land a job that simple. So that's another thing. If you go to my website, we can uh, start a conversation and, and see if it leads to a way that I can take something off your plate and help you grow your business. Absolutely. That's, that's awesome. All right, Bobby. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, thank you again. We definitely appreciate it. And we'll definitely talking to you in the future. You guys are awesome. I appreciate it too. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey everyone. Just want to thank you again for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's podcast, we do ask you for one quick favor. Could you please head over to iTunes and leave us a review? A five-star review is even better, but it helps us get our rankings up and help us spread our message.